Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 651 on WaveScan today. The world's highest radio station celebrates its 50th anniversary, AIR Lay. Also, our Australian DX report, and we'll have more about the NASB meeting in Alabama. When it was constructed in 1970, the medium wave and shortwave station of All India Radio at Leh in Kashmir was listed as the world's highest radio station, and it has survived fire, flood, and snow during its half-century history. Just Jacob, VU2JOS in Hyderabad, India, informs us that AIR Radio Kashmir Leh recently celebrated its Golden Jubilee on Friday, the 25th of June. Now here's Ray Robinson with our report on AIR Lay's 50th anniversary. The regional city of Leh is the capital city of Ladakh, a union territory located in the extreme north of India, and its height in the Himalaya foothills has been measured at an official 11,562 feet, considerably more than two miles above sea level. The town of Leh is situated on a plateau in a picturesque mountain valley, and it has a population of 30,000, most of whom are ethnically a Tibetan people. The studios for the original medium-wave radio station in Leh were housed in a wooden building, with a separate building at another location for the transmitters. The official inauguration as Radio Kashmir Leh was conducted on June 25, 1971, also a Friday, and the station began its regular programming schedule the following day. This station was launched with 10 kilowatts on the standard 10 kilohertz spacing at 1050 kilohertz in 1971. However, 12 years later, on September the 24th, 1983, the frequency was modified to 1053 kilohertz in accord with new international radio regulations. During the year 1990, a 10 kW NEC shortwave transmitter made in Japan, model HFB840, was co-installed with the medium wave unit. This transmitter has ever operated on only two frequencies, 4760 kHz at night and 6000 kHz during the day. However, five years ago it was noted for one day only on 4740 kHz, which was obviously an operator error. Ten years ago, consideration was given to the installation of a 50 kilowatt shortwave transmitter at Ley, though this suggested project was never implemented. However, instead, the power level on medium wave was increased from 10 kilowatts to 20 kilowatts. 
In 2002, the studio building was completely demolished by a fire that destroyed the electronic equipment, all of the locally recorded Ladakhi music programming and all of their important paper documents. However, with hastily assembled temporary equipment, the station soon returned to the air with the use of the same 10 kilowatt transmitter some 7 miles distant on 1053 kHz. A completely new concrete building at the same studio site was officially inaugurated six years later on May 29, 2008. At the same time, a new FM service was also inaugurated with 100 watts for local coverage. One reference shows this service on 102.9 MHz. A satellite uplink service was also inaugurated as a program relay to three low-power FM transmitters located at Nyoma, Kaltsi and Diskit. However, two years later again, on August 7, 2010, a sudden cloudburst overlay resulted in considerable damage in the town, with the death of more than 100 people, 200 listed as missing and 300 injured. The local hospital was badly damaged and there was damage to public buildings and private houses as well. The transmitter building is located on the northern edge of the town of Choglam Sar, some seven miles due south of Leh, and water and mud slushes entered the building, causing some damage to the electronic systems. The station was off the air for a few days, and the AIR station at Srinagar broadcast special news bulletins for the people resident in Leh during that time. Currently, AIR Leh is on the air with three different transmitters, medium wave and short wave run in parallel, and FM takes a relay from Delhi. The three transmitters are configured as follows, medium wave on 1053 kHz with 20 kW, FM on 101.1 MHz with 100 watts, and shortwave with 10 kilowatts, or sometimes less, on 4760 kHz at night and 6000 kHz during the day. In addition, AIR Lay now operates an uplink FM program service for downlink relay to five FM stations in Kashmir and Ladakh. The program link from the studios in Leh to the transmitters at Choglamsar is via an FM Yagi antenna on the roof of the studio building. Julie, Miriam Wave Kilohertz, Jixtongatsumatsumiyangna during Chilza November it says Nishu, Boza Chupetis Pa Tuk, Zapa Sangin, Kasatangashe, during Emetakrim, Tampokozokcha. Okay, now that was the story of the world's highest radio station, AIR Lay, at more than two miles high, and they celebrated their 50th anniversary just two months back. However, there's an interesting postscript to that story. In November 2019, less than two years ago, Two additional downlink FM stations were installed at two different locations, one in Kashmir and one in Ladakh, both of which were described as high-powered. The Kashmiri station was installed at Uri, but it operates with just 100 watts on 100.1 MHz. The Ladakh station was installed at Himbotingla, and it contains two FM transmitters at 10 kilowatts each on 101.7 MHz this station is partly solar-powered. 
The Himbo Tingler station is rather close to the Himbo Tingler Pass on the highway running from Srinagar to Leh, and it's listed at 13,700 feet, that's two and a half miles above sea level. The AIR-FM downlink relay station at Himbotingla is more than 13,000 feet above sea level, which is by far now the highest radio station in the world. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray. Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. The past few weeks we've been telling you about the 2021 annual meeting of the NASB, the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters here in the U.S., All shortwave listeners are welcome to attend this event, which will take place September 9th and 10th at shortwave station WEWN in Birmingham, Alabama. Today we have the final part of an interview which Jerry Plummer and I conducted with Glenn Tapley of WEWN. He and Terry Borders, who operates the shortwave transmitter site, are organizing the meeting. Going back to the facility for a second, uh, besides your four 500-kilowatt transmitters, You've got quite an array of antennas up there on the hill, right? Oh, yeah. We do, yeah. We've got uh, eight antennas, curtain antennas, TCI. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a site. Bring your camera. You're going to want to take pictures. For real. <laughs> I mean, for anybody that's interested in looking at something like that, just seeing the size of that generator that you guys got is worth the price of the ticket by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got two. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Onan Cummings, and uh, yeah, they're pretty pretty large, and it's great to be in there when one kicks on and you don't know it's gonna do it, <laughs> and you don't have your earpiece on. And oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the meeting actually ends. It's, okay, so it takes place Thursday morning until Thursday night. Um, yeah. so people want to come in on Wednesday, uh, September eighth. So September ninth, the meeting is all day. Uh, Thursday, and then on Friday, uh, the meeting is uh, the first half of the day, and then in the afternoon, you've got something special planned, right? Yes, we do. We're going to feed you lunch again, but what we're going to do, you know, we like to eat around here in Alabama, so you we just okay, man. when you come here, we treat you right. That's true. Uh, so we're going to take a trip to Hansville, Alabama, which is about an hour away from us, and we'll provide the transportation there. And it's at the uh, the Shrine of the um, Most Blessed Sacrament, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful shrine church. Uh, if you've never been to a church in, in uh, Europe, this will be the next closest thing. It's designed after the church in Assisi, Italy, and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And um, we'll go there and we'll tour the facility there. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be a good trip, and I think you'll be impressed by it. It's very a very reverent place. Um, it's where the nuns live. Now they're cloistered, so we don't see them, but we can hear them now and again when they sing the office. And hopefully they'll be doing that when we get there. The brothers and the priests live on the property as well. And I'll tell you something: I have a lot of blood, sweat, crawling around in holes and putting up uh, satellite dishes. <laughs> <laughs> at that place so yeah but uh they have a gift shop they have a a grotto and um just a real good time for everybody yeah it's uh, actually the shrine actually has a connection to uh ewtn right it does in the fact that it's mother angelica uh got that 
and and built that with uh, the help of the donors, of course. And it's just just really, really, really a nice visit. Um, once you're in the main church, they won't let you take photographs. Uh, we'll all have to maintain a reverent silence, but uh, you'll want to do that once you get in there because it's just awe-inspiring. And um, uh, you get to tour the grounds, and uh, we'll have somebody that'll um, take us through and, and give us a good tour while we're there. For those who don't know, Mother Angelica was the founder of EWTN uh, and WEWN. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. Wow, so uh, a couple of days of jam-packed activities. Um, so people, some people, if they, if they don't go to the shrine, they could take off on Friday afternoon if they have to fly out. But otherwise, uh, if they go on the excursion, then better to uh, leave on Saturday. Yeah, stay over another night and uh, and leave Saturday. So, uh, but uh, let me talk about the hotel. It's uh, as I mentioned, it's the Best Western Plus Hotel just off Interstate 280. Check ins three o'clock in the afternoon. Check out eleven o'clock, uh, and you can make your reservation through the NASB website www.shortwave.org. There's a link there that's going to allow you. Uh, to make your reservation for that $88 per night uh, price. Um, so so make sure you go to the website and register through there. Right. Let's mention that again. It's the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters, or NESB, website. Uh, but the, uh, the address is www.shortwave.org. And then you click on annual meeting at the top. And uh, there you'll see all, all the info and the link to the hotel reservation and and then uh, also a link to an online reservation for, for just so that we know how many people uh, are coming and who's coming. And right. that's, that's all done over the website, uh, www.shortwave.org. That's right. And make sure you go to the EWTN rate. There'll be, it'll be in a block, you know, so EWTN discount conference rate or something like that but make sure you click on that so you'll get the the 88 dollars per night uh price that's a good price for that area very good very good and it's a very nice hotel it's just been recently remodeled yeah and uh and, and i took a tour the beds are comfortable the rooms are spacious and uh they've got a nice little uh setup in the lobby for breakfast and and coffee and the like so it's going to be uh going to be a good time. I should mention once again, uh, it is, of course, uh, the NESB is the organization of, of the private shortwave broadcasters in the United States. Uh, and we have associate members, manufacturers of equipment and so on. But we also very much um, uh, encourage shortwave listeners to uh, come to the meeting. And we always have some every year. You know, you get to meet shortwave broadcasters. You need You get to in this case, see a, a, a really exemplary shortwave station as well. So, uh, uh, and it's pretty much free of charge. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. And if you want to stay over in Birmingham, there's things to do. If you wanted to stay over the weekend, uh, there's the Barber's uh, Vintage Motorsports Museum. Uh, they hold the IndyCar races, the motorcycle races, and things like that. But they've got. They've got the largest uh, display of vintage motorcycles in the world. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it, it's an amazing place to go see. Of course, the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute is here, 
and uh, chronicles the uh, civil rights struggle in the city. And that's a good visit. And there's Vulcan Park, which is a giant Iron Man that towers yeah, over the city. Yeah. yeah, it's a good view up there. And uh, so there's a lot of things to do. Just kind of do a search for things to do in Birmingham, Alabama. Once this is finished and you want to stay over a weekend or something, want something else to do, that'd be a good thing to, to look into. And for those listeners that uh, don't know anything about this, we try our best to have these where possible, uh, where there are broadcasting facilities, you know, like uh, WWN or WWCR in Nashville. Well, thank you guys for being with us on uh, Wavescan, and uh, and we will, uh, I'm sure, do some programs from the NESB meeting, uh, some of the uh, presentations, and then uh, talk about everything that happens there in uh, in Birmingham. Sure. Well, thank you, Glenn, and You're thank welcome. you, Jerry. Certainly. All right. Thanks, guys. We're looking forward to getting together in September. Yeah, y'all come. That was Glenn Tapley of WEWN in Birmingham, Alabama, speaking with myself and Jerry Plummer of WWCR in Nashville. We hope to see some of you at the NASB annual meeting September 9th and 10th in Birmingham. You can find all of the details at www.shortwave.org. Then just click on Annual Meeting Info. Now it's over to Australia. Here's Bob Padula. Welcome to another edition of the Australian DX Report. This is Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia, bringing to you our latest roundup of news concerning shortwave broadcasting stations around the world. We include information concerning propagation reports, monitoring information, solar activity news, schedule information and other items of interest to shortwave monitoring enthusiasts. A reminder that all times we give in these programs are in UTC, also known as GMT, and all frequencies are in kilohertz. Full detail QSL cards are available for correct reception reports received for the Australian DX report. The address will be given at the end. Some breaking news this time concerns the 13 metre band which is not occupied by many international stations at the present time. However, here in Melbourne, Radio Romania International has been heard on the new frequency of 21550 with very strong signals with English language programs between 0530 and 0600. The transition is actually intended for Australia, New Zealand, Asia and the Pacific. And the parallel frequency also heard was 17730. Both of those frequencies for Radio Romania International in Bucharest with programs to Australia, Asia and New Zealand between 0530 and 0600. That's the first use of the 13 metre band by the station so far in this transmission season. We introduce our broadcast this time with our usual summary of solar activity as provided by the Ionospheric Prediction Service, Department of Space Services in Sydney, New South Wales here in Australia. The department advises that sunspot activity continues to be very low and there's only one sunspot currently visible on the Earth-facing side of the Sun in one region. 
The 10.7 centimetre solar radio flux has fallen to 75, that's 75. And the daily smooth sunspot number has dropped to 13, that's 1.3. And those figures indicate that propagation on the higher frequencies on darkness or semi-darkness paths in the immediate future on frequencies above about 9 megahertz will continue to be unreliable. Some information now from our technical monitors in Eastern Europe. Some good signals there during the European daytime period, starting with China. The People's Broadcasting Station at Zhejiang, Holy Tibet, in English on 9580. That's at Lhasa. Audible 0700 to 0800. To East Asia, 100 kilowatts and the antenna 290 degrees. Very good signals noted in Eastern Europe of Radio Havana, Cuba on 6000 1100 to 1400 to North and Central America in Spanish, returned in 50 kilowatts and non-directional. Reception of Manara Radio International, a broken station using the Essendon France transmitting station on 15285. Heard 1600 to 1700 to West Africa in Hausa, 250 kilowatts and 170 degrees. Also, another brokered station from Isidon is Domitsky Beto Yaki, that's broadcasting from the USA on 11760, 1630 to 1700, that's to East Africa in Tigrinya on Tigrinya on Wednesdays and Saturdays. The voice of the Aromo Liberation from Nauen in Germany, the railway station there, on 15420. 1700 to 1800 in the Aromo language on Wednesdays. 100 kilowatts and 144 degrees. The Living Water Ministry, a program of Bible, Bible Voice Broadcasting, Heard from KTWR Relay there from Aganya in Guam on 7515. From 1515 to 1615 in Korean to Northeast Asia with 200 kilowatts and 320 degrees antenna. India, All India Radio, external service in English on 17710. Heard in Europe 0838 to 0845. To Western Asia, 500 kilowatts and 300 degrees antenna. And NHK World, World Japan Network, Radio Japan in other words, on 13610. Heard from the Yamada transmitting site, 1430 to 1500. To Southeast Asia in Burmese, transmitter there is 300 kilowatts and the antenna is 235 degrees. And Transworld Radio India broadcasting from the Grigoria Pole railway station in Moldova heard in Kazakh on 11805, 1545 to 1600 to Central Asia and transmitter there is 300 kilowatts and the antenna 075 degrees. Taiwan National Unity Radio, also known as Radio 3 Kosen, 
on 9475 heard by the Tanshui transmitting station in Taiwan 1200 to 1458 on 9475 in Korean to Northeast Asia and transmit the 300 kilowatts and the antenna 352 degrees and the reception of WEWN Radio Catholica Mundial in Spanish in the USA heard on 12050 1351 to 1400 and transmitter power there 100 kilowatts and the antenna 155 and reception of Nippon no Kaze on 11875 by the Tashkent Uzbekistan railway station to Northeast Asia in Korean 1300 to 1330 100 kilowatts and 076 degrees antenna just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address. The URL is simply adxr.org. I give it once again, adxr.org. At that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in the reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail, that's physical postal mail, or via the internet. So until our next program, this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. And today's wave scan with some music from the CBC Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's Gustav Mahler's Symphony Number no. Four in G Major, Fourth Movement, played by the Orchestre Metropolitain de Montréal. Thanks for listening to, to uh, Wave Scan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the Easter Island Saga, Part Two and our Bangladesh DX report. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanon, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, 
Bangkok 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadon, Bangkok 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.